Bangarang Radio, Bangarang Radio, BangarangRadio.com. I'm going out, I gotta go, I'll Bangarang on the radio, so turn it up, I'm telling you, I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya, hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. To Pop Punk and Pizza with Jacques Lamour. All right, hello, welcome. This podcast is made possible by you, the listener, whether you're purchasing something from the Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast merch store or at bangerangradio.com forward slash merch or dropping us a donation at paypal.me forward slash pop punk and pizza pod every little bit helps if you are going to buy something from the merch store use that promo code pop punk for two dollars off your order um if you can't buy anything if you can't donate anything donate anything that's totally cool all i ask is that you give us a positive rating review on whatever platform it is that you listen to this podcast on uh give us a follow on social media pop punk pizza pod for facebook twitter and instagram Obviously, that costs nothing, so I just thank you so much for the love and support, and I truly appreciate that. Um, so my guest on the show today is not a stranger to most of us in the scene, and I've admired his work for literally most of my life, or almost all of it. Best known for being one of the founding members of Less Than Jake and Paper and Plastic Records, it's an honor to have the very creative and talented Vinny Ferrello on the podcast today. Uh, good afternoon, Vinny. Hey, how's it going? Great. How about you, man? You know what? I I can't complain, you know, and I'm not going to. But uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, if you want to, you can be yeah. as real as possible, right? Yeah. You know, it, you know what? I'm doing uh, good. It's the first day of my daughter's school back. Oh, uh, man. So she's eight turning nine next week. So she started third grade today. So, uh you know, it's definitely a wild ride, man. And I'm, and you know, I've learned over the last few months, like, no one wants to talk about COVID. Like, you know what I mean? It, it's a daily thing. It's a daily drag. So I'm not going to let go there. I'm just saying that today is the first day that that's happening, and she's back at school. And uh, as different as the last five months were with her home and homeschooling, uh, it's wildly different now too. Uh, with her going back to school. Well, curious about that, though. Have you had to, like, step in and do some schooling? Yeah. But, yeah. you know, that I, <laughs> I, I, I did. Uh, my wife led most of the time just because uh, dad's, like, the fun parent. So I, I like a, a little bit more <laughs> loose things happen. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, I went to school for uh, education and I, uh, I'm basically, I graduated with a special education degree, uh, specifically for the learning disabled. So uh, that's what I was going to do. In a former life, I was going to be a school teacher. So, and then I realized over the last few months, <laughs> I, I, I could never go back there because I don't have the patience for it. Uh, but I do have the passion for it S still to like, you know, educate, but my patients, I was like, oh my God, I need to like train myself <laughs> to get into a, a headspace where I could do that. So yeah, there it is. <laughs> is, 
I know you went back to school not that long ago, like in the last, what, four, three, three years ago? Well, years ago, yeah. Okay. Is that what you went back to school for? It wasn't education, was it? It, it, it was to get my specialist degree in special education. So Okay, it was. Uh, so basically, master's degree and specialist degree, then doctorate. So it's right in the middle of, of that. Okay, gotcha. Are you going back for the doctorate at all? No. no. <laughs> Again, it was when I went back, it was a perfect storm going back. And I learned very quickly. I was still on tour when I, I had gone back to school and I was on tour. I was looking like desperately we're in Europe. I'm desperately looking for a, even a little bit of an internet access to be able to send papers back and, and everything like that and get assignments and talk to professors. It was, it was wild, man. And I'm okay. Specialist degree. I, I'm, I'm a okay with that. It was more than I expected it to be. And it kind of fell in my lap to go back to school and uh, it felt good to finish. And now I'm, I'm finished. I, I, in that realm, I'm finished. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it just, it just, it's just one of those things where it wasn't, it wasn't unfinished and it probably just kind of, kind of bugged, bugged you. Right. So it was not necessarily maybe doing it to actually, okay, I'm Vinny and I'm going to be a, a special needs teacher now. You know what? I ran into my old guidance counselor from the University of Florida, and she said, hey, you know, we hadn't seen each other in forever, but she was like, you know, I emailed you a few years ago because I was looking at your transcript like they were refiling. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, you know, you really have to take, you know, it would be three semesters uh, and you could do it online now, but you could get a specialist degree in these three semesters. And I went, really? And she's like, I can, you know, I'll talk to the dean and I'll do this and I'll do this and you could just come back and you can do it. And I was like, hell yeah, because in this day and age, how many people really care enough to do all of those things for somebody else's well-being, right? Like, and I felt if I turned it down that I was turning down like a gift from somebody, like here's this awesome thing. I could do a bunch of the legwork and all you have to do is show up and be who you are, use your knowledge that has happened over the last 15 years since you've been to the university, right? And just bring it to the party. Okay, I could do that. And I did do that. That's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, a good congratulations to you, man, for, was, <laughs> for not was, turning that down. And I, because, because I know that was, was super hard because the last time I had seen you in person face to face you were in the middle of that and you just seemed drained i mean i i just yep. can't imagine full time in less than jake on the road and then you know trying what, to finish what, what, tour, what tour did you see me on um it was in i think it was in february of i'm at the what what, what band was it was it with uh Four years strong. It was with four years strong. Yes. I, where was it at? Where? where did Chicago. It, I I had broke my foot the third day of that tour, and I I was for that that touring cycle of probably six months. Right. It ended in August. Uh, 
I was a, I was a mess, man. I, I had, uh, we had two shows a day off on that day off. I was with my daughter and wife and, uh, my foot slipped off of gravel and I broke my foot and it was two places, one all the way through the small bone all the way through. And then I tore two ligaments in my foot, my kick drum foot. I was going to say, was this your left foot? Oh man. My right. It was my right foot for kick drum. Right. So, okay. Yeah. And dude, it was the most insane. And I, and I talked about this recently by August, I, I was physically, even during like warp tour, you know, some of those end shows I was playing and even a half hour set, my foot would swell up and turn black and blue and like get just, it was fucking terrible, man. Like mentally and physically I was fucking broken. Like by the end of that, like six months of like trying to balance school and home, but physical health and then mental health. If you don't have physical health, you can never have mental health. It's just, yeah. it's just the way it is. Man. And kind of vice versa too. If you think about it, you know, I mean, 100%. Yeah. And what a, and I'm sure, I mean, you had to have been taking something in order to deal with that pain because you're not, you're not leaving the tour. You're, you're still playing the shows. I took, I took nothing because I have, I already have an addictive personality. Uh, Uh, So I, so you had to do it with, with nothing. I mean, I, I did, I did it with, with, ice and aspirin yeah you know uh and that that was it but uh not being it besides playing music in that that hour and a half that you're sort of engaged with the crowd and the band uh dude uh, touring for me is you know walking around and kind of soaking up i'm a big history buff and i'm a big food buff and taking uh, having that physical injury takes all of that out so it was just from the bus to the club, from the club to the bus, or from the bus walking for X amount to in a field to get to the stage that you're playing on in festivals in Europe, right? Like it was just, just bad, you know? And uh, again, like in Europe, trying to find, you know, do schoolwork and try to find a, a stable enough connection to send a research paper back it, it, dude, it was, it, it was a wild ride. That, that six months time, it was just, I was all over the place. So since we're talking about that time now, um, it was also at the end of that cycle that you announced that you were, you were done with, with touring in less than yeah. Jake. Um, so were, were those thoughts kind of going through your mind before then, or was it during that time? It, it was always it was always hard to balance, uh, like being away and then being uh, busy, being away and then coming home and then being busy while you were home. I felt that I wasn't doing the right thing by my daughter and by my by my wife, right? And not to say they ever said anything, not to say they ever pressured me in any kind of way. It was all in my brain of going, I could be a better dad. I, I could be a more present dad. Because mm-hmm. as a dude who's like a creative anyway, and it wasn't until later that I started to kind of peel the onion away, right? And to peel the layers off the onion, right? And 
that at, I, as a creative, I go internal all the time, right? Like starting to think about a song or art or, or whatever it is, I go inward and I detach from that external, like, you know, things. And when you have a family, you have to have, you have to be there and be present, you know? So I'm already predisposed to kind of going inside myself and, and kind of being that way. And then being on top of it, being busy, and then a later having, you know, the physical side uh, be, being hurt, and then it just spirals from there, right? And for me, I, I really like kind of sat down and went, I think I could be a better dad. I want to be around, man. Like, you know, she's turning nine. So it was seven when I decided to step away. And I just wanted to see and be a part. And not that saying going on tour is bad, not that saying the people that have kids who are on tour all the time is bad, right? But they're balancing in a different way. Like the person that I am, I was finding it harder to balance everything that I do, including, you know, business side of things, a tattoo shop that I co-own here, paper and plastic, uh, being a dad, being a husband, uh, being all of that. And it was just before that, it was like, how am I, how am I doing that? And I was doing that, but immediately when you took something out of that or add, and then added something to that other pile, it, it became, the weight became, too, too much at that time, you know? And I was like, I, I want to, I, I want to see all these things until, you know, when my daughter turns, you know, 15, she doesn't want to hang out with her dad. Right. Like I want to <laughs> get the time in now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that's, that's the time later because I'm not counting on that. You know, I, I'm counting on right now. And, and that's the balance that I had to do at the time, you know? And then if you compound it with the physical injury and then the mental sort of like weight that came with all of that uh, at the time, dude, I just was very unhappy just with myself, you know, like, and that, you know, uh, it definitely uh, starts to, you know, outreach to everything, you know, and you're just like, hmm. you know, and, you have to go for mental health. You have to worry about family. You have to do all of these things, you know? And I, I'm a huge, uh, huge ally when it comes to people sort of being able to have that moment still stay active, but get in that, that, the headspace of being positive mental change for themselves, for their family. That's, and, and that could be with anything. It could be giving up, you know, uh, drugs and alcohol could be, you know, stepping away from overwork and things like that. And on top of all of this, you know, I started to see my dad in myself and that cycle, he was, you know, he worked 60 hours a week, seven days a week. And I, I started to see this like same thing in me that I saw in him and that cycle, I had to stop. I, 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 I had to, to put the brakes on the cycle for sure, you know, keep myself in check. And, and that's what I did. It was hard. Dude, I, I, I love less than Jake. I, 
lived and breathed it, woke up, thought about it. Last thing that I thought about at night was less than shit, you know? So like, it's not the passion wasn't there. The passion was there times infinity, right? It was right. just, uh, I, I needed to, to stop and, and check in with, with me, my mental health, my physical health, the health of my family, you know, go down the line. I, I had to, to hit the handbrake and, and that's what I did. Um, and good for you, man, because that is so hard to do, to leave um, something that's your entire uh, your entire life, practically, or, or most of your life, yeah. you know, having started Over that so long half. ago. Right. Yeah. Over half of it. And then realizing you got to put these other things before that. Um, now, I know w that when you announced you were leaving the, the touring side of things, but you were still going to be involved... Is that still standing to this day, or are you completely no, doing of, your own thing? As of January 2020, I, I don't do anything for the band. Prior to that, I was doing social media and the merch store and things like that. Mm -hmm. But as of January, then, it's been uh, no, no input. Uh, yeah. And I, the other guys seem good with that. And to be honest with you, being detached all the time from, like, Hey, I'm in Gainesville, but everybody else is here and trying to keep up on information and trying to keep up on all of that. It just started to get harder and harder at that time, you know? I would imagine because you're not in the constant everyday life right. of the band. So you're trying to catch up and like, oh, you didn't hear about that? No, no, I, I didn't know about that. I, you know, so. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. So you, yeah, you start to lose track and then it's like, well, what am I doing here? <laughs> you know, yeah. why? It's a, it's a speed bump more than anything at the time. Right. So yeah, it was time for it to, to that involvement to like, kind of like fade. And, and it's a good thing. It's a positive thing. I right. Think. As long as, as everyone is doing well, is doing happy. That's what's Cars important. Aware, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it 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 kind of from the outside it looked like it was a slow fade out. So, you know that that was what for sure. Yeah, you know yeah. that's that's happy to see. Um, so you know, you're done with less than Jake, and you you are not you're no longer on the road. You no longer have that that crazy schedule of having to be here and then be there, be back here for a week. You know, all this back and forth. Um, what? What were those those days like being home and and adjusting to that and trying to to recover and find yourself because i'm 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 guessing that's kind of what your your uh, latest book is six nineteen it kind of i assume it kind of touches on that right no. on that time no no it, it doesn't it's just the 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 thirty short stories and and that's it or six nineteen really is uh, a roadmap to the past to kind of Rubik's cube about what the present and the future is man like so it talks a lot about growing up talks a lot about being early punk rocker and uh, you know finding that and then finding a voice because of it and then moving around and finding a passion about traveling and a passion about when you, you know, I grew up in New Jersey. So yeah, leaving New Jersey, coming to Florida and then finding the passion about uh, being in Florida and loving Florida, you know, for what it is, which is a very 
faulty state by all <laughs> by all means. But you know, six nineteen was really a a, a lesson for myself because. Prior to that, I was, you know, 200 plus pages into a novel, right? And I stopped myself and went, like, what am I, what am I doing, like, right now? Like, is this what I should be doing? Who is going, who, who knows me as a lyricist and loves the lyrics that I've done? Are those same people going to jump into this novel? and and feel what i'm doing and i got cold feet and it was the first time that it was it's just you it's not vivian less than jake it's not less than jake that's standing on you know the shoulders of 20 whatever years of being a band and having all that it's just vinnie fiero and author one of the authors right like <laughs> and i started to freak out and i went i, I need to take a second on this and that was in May, but I decided that in June of 2019, I was going to uh, start and complete a short story a day to train myself to go get in touch with, with what was going on, trying to figure out this roadmap of the past to where I am now and where I want to be, right? Like, and uh, I did, man. It was everyday short story, 30 short stories, and that lesson was over, man. And like I came out of the end of that sort of exercise feeling good, feeling that I can complete that the novel and that people would get into it. And I wound up putting it out uh, in June. June 24th was actually my birthday. And happy uh, belated birthday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it felt it felt good to put out, and it felt good for people to read it and go, yeah, dude, like, you know, yeah. Like how I felt about some of the lyrics from Less Than Jake, I'm reading here and it makes me feel the same. And that's that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to hear. And that's what I was trying to get to. And it was, it was, an, important, it was an important exercise that I'm glad that I did. So it's kind of gearing you up for that, that bigger book is what you're saying i'll be i'll be done in october awesome yeah okay i'm i know it's not a long book but i actually just started reading 619 so um i like yeah. it so far if you if you like less than jake lyrics then you're gonna like that i i baked in a certain bounce to a lot of it uh lyrical a lyrical bounce to it uh and i sort of baked in the time as well, because if you know me and if you like what I've done and you've only taken things that I've written in small doses, mm -hmm. it's very similar. Reading each story is that seven minute to 10 minute thing that you can read and then be done with that one, one day and go, okay, cool. Like I could go about my business and uh, you're not committing to this large endeavor. You can cut it up into you know, five to 10 minutes over coffee or over a smoke or whatever it is, you pick it up. But the beauty, I think, and I've talked to a few people about it, the beauty is in the reread. Because again, like I baked in a lot of like Easter eggs and, and overthought a few things. So when you read it through, you take it for what it is, you pull back and then reread 
then you go ah, oh, and you start to to put put a little bit of a pin a pin into the timeline and start to understand about some other things. And that's classic uh, less than Jake lyrics too, because I I know for a fact. You know, the the first couple of times I would listen to a Less Than Jake song and obviously take in the lyrics, I wouldn't really realize what exactly was going on until I like listened to it again, or maybe I listened to it more than, you know, twice. Maybe it was four times or whatever. Then I finally realized, oh, that's what he actually means about this or about that. Yeah, yeah, so. for sure. And you know what? And I think there's a, there's a point to it too where with, with the Less Than Jake lyric, it, it, what I was feeling at a certain time when I wrote it, maybe it didn't hit you or whoever at that time, but maybe five years goes by and you re, you know, you re-listen to that song and you go, oh, like this is what it is, you know? Yes. And, yes. Uh, that that's the beauty, uh, to be honest with you, about being an artist that has been around for a long time, you know, and. Uh, you know, 27 and a half, 28 years, right? Depending on who you ask and where you start, right? <laughs> right. Depends on where you start, but it's yeah. 28 for me. But uh, I think that, you know, you, you start to grow up with everybody. You start mm -hmm. to see people that I saw that started to come see us at 15, right? Right. Now are 35. Right. Yeah. And you go with kids and, and, you know, remarried or just getting divorced or married for the first time or like it's everything under the sun. And I grew up with a lot of fans that turned into friends, you know, and uh, blew my mind. Right. And uh, it's just it's just one of those things that's cool. So let's go back to 619. Yep. You know, you, you, you complete these 30 short stories in the month of June of 2019. And you're talking about how it kind of set your mind up to what you wanted to know or what you knew you wanted to do for the future, like what projects you wanted to do. And is that kind of where the inevitables um, kick in? You know, I'm what not sure. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm curious because like I know there's obviously that's what's so um, awesome about watching you over the years is that you just look at Vinny and you're just involved in so many different things. So it's like this guy's mind probably just never stops. Like it's just constantly going because there's this, there's that. You're so creative in so many different ways, you know, besides, besides music, you know, you make toys, um, you know, you're involved in, in business ventures, uh, tattooing. I mean, it, it just goes on and on and on. So that's why I'm wondering where the inevitables comes in. You know what? It, it comes in this, right? I, it was 2019. It was in June. I finished the book, uh, the 619 book. Uh, and I was just in the middle of, okay, I'm going to, you know, do this and I'm going to start writing uh, and finishing the novel, at least the first edit of it. And I did and uh, then go back. But I started to hatch a plan of how I saw my 2020 and uh, the things that I wanted to do during uh, 2020. And uh, one of them was wanted to do some more music again. And you have to realize that uh, even though I was home, I never stopped writing lyrics, never stopped 
having the ideas for music and things like that. So uh, just a casual conversation in September of 2019 uh, with Obi from Westbound Train. And he was like, dude, Hermano has called me that, right? So Hermano, what are you doing? I'm like, ah, you know, doing this, doing that. And I was doing some like design work for him and uh, the Front Bottoms. He does a he has a merch company, so he's one of his clients at Front Bottoms. So uh, he was like, "So what are you doing?" And I was like, "Well, I'm doing this. I'm doing this." He's like, "No, no, no! Like music. Like what do you have? Like uh, <laughs> nothing, man. I, I don't have anything." You know, he was like, "Well, we have to have something." And I go, "Well, I have I have something." And <laughs> I, I I explained to him and. Uh, Less Than Jake had been on tour uh, in Japan and uh, probably about three years ago. And in my like walking around and my jet lag, like sort of haze of looking for coffee, I had an idea. I wanted to do a concept record with Less Than Jake where every song basically represented something that was inevitable, right? Okay. So death is inevitable. You could try, but you can't hide. The future is inevitable no matter how hard you try you're still going to have the future that's coming at you right doesn't change being sad being happy being everything was called the inevitability the inevitabilities right and i explained that to him he was like dude i can't even pronounce it i was like shit i can only pronounce it half the time right like, <laughs> you gotta and, say it slowly <laughs> right so uh he was like, okay, cool. And I explained to him everything. And uh, it, it was, it was a, a moment of, I, I love it, man. And, and I, I was stoked on it. But going back to being in Japan, having the idea. Right. We flew to, from Japan to Hawaii. And I was out with JR getting coffee, <laughs> trying to uh, get over jet lag. But I was like, I have this idea for a record because we were going to come home and start writing music. I have, I have this and this is what it is. And he was like, looked at me and go, dude, I, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand like how we could do that and how it is. And I went, but there's a comic book that comes along with it. And they're personified in these things. And he was like, I still don't get it. And I was like, all right, cool. Like maybe I didn't under, you know, like, explain it well enough, but it stayed in my book of ideas. And I forgot about it. Once we got back to the States, I, it was not even a second thought. So it just lived there. And to be honest with you, you probably would have died there, you know? Uh, but Obi, you know, uh, a year ago, went, what do you have? I don't have shit right now. I don't have anything. And he goes, you have to have something. I go, well, I always wanted to do this. I explained the idea. He was like, shit, man, I can't even like say it, let alone like try to figure it out. I go, and he was like, the inevitables, right? The inevitable. I was like, all right. Yeah. I'm not like, you know, like, you know, married to the name exactly. I don't care. And he goes, do you have lyrics? I go, I have some lyrics, you know? And he was like, send me the lyrics, send me the lyrics. So I sent the lyrics and he was, he had texted me right back. He goes, dude, I have the perfect guy for this right now. And I go, who? It was Alex from Big D, right? Let me, let me send it to him. Let, let's, you know, I was like, okay, cool. 
And uh, maybe about, that was probably around like four o'clock in the afternoon that we talked. Nine o'clock that, that night, I got like a scraggly demo from Alex singing and, and playing the guitar. And it was the song Fort Lauderdale. And I went, yeah, we, we could totally do this, man. And like, we started to build up and it was by, we started in September, by Christmas, we were done with the full length as far as writing of it, the first round of writing. And then we took a break. We met a little after Valentine's Day in February, and we finished off the music. Like, did a, a, me, Obi, and Alex met in Orlando, and we, like, kind of polished everything and kind of reworked some things and rewrote some things. Uh, and then we were supposed to get together and we were going to record in, in April and May when COVID happened <laughs> and then, you know, d different, different plan of attack, but uh, the inevitable started uh, a year ago and it's just coming out now. Again, it goes back to that moment of what I thought my 2020 was going to be, which was like new book, you know, of short stories. It's going to be this comic book and marriage with a full length, you know, sort of the soundtrack with the inevitables. You know, I have like three or four other like things planned for the, the rest of the year. And thought that's, that's what it was going to be. You know, this was going to be a, a year of creative projects that started at another time, but we're all going to kind of roll out this year. And then, uh, COVID happened right. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I kind of put a, uh, uh, you know, just a, a wrench in some of the cogs, but the machine rolls off, you know? Right. And which it's thankful that this wasn't supposed to be something that had a, a I, at least I'm assuming didn't have a ton of like live shows planned because that would have even, you know, screw, you know, yeah. Anything in per I mean, obviously recording in, in person, that messed things up a little bit, but, you know. We, we were going to record, uh, we were going to at rather play live <clears throat> in October for the record release of it. That oh, okay. For the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which is not going to happen. Now. No, unless you did some kind of live stream, but then again, I mean, you know. Yeah, but, yeah it's, then it's not still not live. It's, no, it's. Uh, Pre-recorded yeah. and mixed for the most part what bands are doing now you know right yeah exactly so um how did the the characters come into play did you develop the characters for the comic book or that where is that where uh deaner comes in well you know we myself and obi we had different ideas of like what we wanted to see in characters i had some holdovers from before right uh and then we kind of sat down and went okay this is what it is and you know, Obi was like, are you going to write the, the script for the comic? And I, I, for a hot second, I was like, well, yeah. But then it's like, no, like we need, we need somebody who can write the script. And I, I've never written a script for a comic book. Right. I co-wrote some things, but never, never from scratch. So I went, I have a few people. So we checked with a few people, you know, I reached out to John O'Diener, uh, who's done some, some, uh, comic book work and went, Hey, I have this idea. It was actually Christmas night that I text him and said, Hey, can you talk at all? Like in the next couple of days, I know it's a holiday. 
and it's fucked up for me to text on Christmas, but hey, what do you think? And he goes, yeah. So I kind of laid the idea out to him and over, you know, we decided that Jono was the guy and over the next kind of three months, we kind of went back and forth and crafted this world that the Inevitables lives in, which, you know, is in Fort Lauderdale, Florida at an undisclosed time, basically. It could be, you know, 20 years ago, it could be 20 years from now, who knows, you know, but uh, I thought it was cool as far as Fort Lauderdale and that area of South Florida, because you have all of this sort of art deco architecture and you have these things that are uh, one foot in the past and one foot in the present and the future. And that's a running, that has been a running theme for me, like trying to understand the past so you can kind of live in the future and you can, you know, craft a, a you live in the present, but craft a future for yourself. Right. So, uh, and that, that plays a lot into how we got to where the inevitables is and, and some of the characters and, Definitely uh, location for the story is, is a big thing like that, visually. Uh, so there it is, man. Like, and assembling a team of people to do that, you know, it's like Jono, but then a sequential, then someone did the character design, Devin Watson did the character design. Then we got a sequential artist, uh, Liana Congas, and she's awesome. And then someone who does the lettering and someone who does, you know, go down the line someone who's going to do the cover and the alternative cover and the same thing goes for music side of it you know we tried out a few different singers and then wound up with sean paul from nightmares for a week which is a great fucking band if you like have not heard what he does like in his own band it's like kind of gaslight anthony uh kind of americana punk and okay i'm a sucker for i'm a sucker for that man right and uh you know, we, I knew that he would be great at it. Right. And, yeah. but it was just trying to figure out how it is. But at that same time, we were trying other people out that were from like Scott, other Scott punk bands and things like that. But a voice is such a recognizable thing that if it was somebody from X band singing, it brings a whole thing of baggage along with it. Right. And, because because so it's going to get it's going to get labeled as oh this sounds like you know yeah so having a fresh a fresh voice on it was a good thing yeah i agree cuz i thought the same thing when i first heard it i'm like you know i i don't really i'm not very familiar with this voice so i'm like okay so i <laughs> i i like it was fresh you know yeah, and, that and, that's, was... and that's what it was supposed to be you know it's just a fresh voice that doesn't have anything attached to it, but you know, finding that voice and then adding everybody involved into it, uh, it's time consuming, man. There's a lot of parts in the machine that is the inevitables. And everybody's been awesome and very accommodating and very gracious, man. And, and I, I, I say this a lot, over the last maybe month and a half, just the gratitude, man, that I have for people who want to take the trip, right? The people that are, you know, playing the music and the people that are helping, you know, sort of create this visual that goes along with it. 
the people that when the Kickstarter started that came in on, you know, early on, man, it was 50 hours that it was up and we hit our first funding goal and the gratitude that I have for everybody that wants to take that trip, man. Like, because I didn't know if people want to know about a comic book from these dudes and yeah, there's a Scott punk element to the soundtrack and uh, yeah. And it, I didn't know how it was going to, how it was going to go, but I'm glad that people have embraced it and the gratitude that I have for everybody involved and everybody that, you know, has supported the campaign for a Kickstarter. It's, it's, it's indescribable the feeling for it because you get freaked out, man. And uh, when you're out there, you're not out there a lot of times with less than Jake, you were sort of behind the iron curtain of, Hey, it's just less than Jake. We remember us from such records as, has Fort Lizard's Street kind of rock you, right? Like, we, we did those things, right? And you loved it when you were 15, so it's cool, right? And uh, being away from that, that sort of, like, protective coding, it, it, it's weird sometimes, man. It's very weird. Because you get more of the the real, honest feelings? Is that kind of not you necessarily you what you're referring you to? Or? Get grandfathered in. You, yeah. you know, the, the expectation of support from something that's long running like Less Than Jake, that, that there's no expectation when it's a band that literally started from an idea jet lagged in Japan X amount of years ago. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, there, there's no expectation that, oh, because we're, in, you know, these guys are involved in it. So, of course, people are going to buy it. And, of course, they're going to fucking love it. Right? Like, fuck no. Like, you're going... I'm putting myself out here. I hope people like it. And when people, you know, sort of jumped on board and, you know, we, this thing became this living, breathing sort of, you know, mechanism, you know, and it was growing exponentially. Man, like I would sit back and just be like, man, I feel like the gratitude, man. It's crazy how much I would feel of that. And I, I think everyone, it, um, feel, feels it back. I, I think everyone is is uh, so happy that you're so grateful for for everything. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> um, what what I was going to ask was the record. Is the record actually f- finished? Because you were supposed to, you know, the, record, the record and the record needs one organ part and two trombone parts and then it is completed and i have five songs that are completely mixed and another six that need to be mixed after that okay so how many tracks we talk in total 11 okay that's a good round number it's good like it, it yeah. just, it, it's it's a blend of and you know well, no one even asks. They're like, oh, Scott Pong, fuck it. But it's a cool blend of, of sort of reggae and sort of, you know, a dark thematic, but it's a blend of reggae and ska and ska punk. And it just, uh, it, it's definitely on the, the, if you take your finger across the horizon line, it hits a lot of, of those influences throughout, right? And just for me, I, I, I kind of sit back and go, yeah, this is, this is cool, man, because 
uh, lyrically, uh, some of it, you know, is right in my pocket of like how people know it and what it is. And other things I kind of, you know, stretched out a little bit. And uh, to, to my surprise, I, I actually really, really love yeah, it's got a big full sound, uh, Fort Lauderdale, which is the the first single um, that we're ta- that's what we're talking about right now, yeah. uh, correct? Because another one hasn't been released. Although I have seen you've been teasing something, so I'm assuming that means the second one. <laughs> the second song is coming. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so Thursday, today is Monday that we're recording this, right? On right. Thursday, uh, we'll have our second song out. Okay. I I was hoping that's that's what was going to be released. So I'm I'm excited to hear the second one because before we did the Zoom call, I was actually like the Fort Lauderdale was stuck in my head. I was humming it uh constantly. It's it's that beginning part with the horn line. Yeah. I find, I find myself with it going, "Oh, yeah, it's Fort Lauderdale." Like yeah. I like <laughs> I have it come through. I'm like, "Oh, yeah, okay." Uh the, the, again, the record the record's excited. And, you know, for me, I think that uh, if you dig if you dig Fort Lauderdale, it runs a heavy gamut across all genres of ska, ska punk and reggae. Well, I'm I'm definitely going to love it then because I already love Fort Lauderdale. So um, I really find the story fascinating, the the behind the doctor and how he's got this this cure and everyone's after it. Yeah, but you know the the cure the cure is youth is what the street name is for it. Yeah, and uh, really, you know, it, it's what he did was manufacture a street drug, right? Yeah, that uh, keeps you young, right? And the overdose doesn't kill you; the overdose keeps you in a perpetual state of of youth, and so you it, it effectively become this weird zombie that's stuck in your head of being your best, your best age from being young. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, ultimately speaking, right. And I think that where, where the, the story, if you boil everything down to it, it's, it's a story of the haves versus the have nots. Right. And the people that can afford the drug, and the people that still want to have that drug but can't afford it, man. And yeah. uh, there, there's a point in all of this where uh, the backdrop to the drug and to everything like that is the end of the world, right? And mm-hmm. there's 40 days uh, until the end of the world. And people don't – the intersection of lives and how it is – and uh, the good, the bad, the foes, everything like that. Uh, I'm not going to give it. I'm not going to give it up quite easily, right? Like, right. It, but yeah. But uh, it's a bunch of nobodies that are trying to stop the end of the world. There it is. And what I like about the the concept, though, I feel like it's really not a far stretch from reality. Not it's, at all. It, <laughs> you know what? When a lot of the lyrics have to do with the end of the world, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, when we were right, when you know we were writing songs, and when I was doing the lyrics, uh, the end of the world meant one thing to me. But as twenty twenty has proceeded, that the, the, the lyrics 
hit a lot of the appropriate fucking points and you go, oh shit, like there's uh, th- there's a part of a song and the, the lyrics the lyrics say at the very end, are we all going to hell or are we already here? And, <laughs> and uh, uh. That, that's, that's, that's what it is, man. That, man, you're like, what did I do? <laughs> yes, I, you know, sometimes I feel like I willed all of this into. Uh, yeah, dude, it, it's, it, it's been fun creating the world. It's been fun, you know, working in a different medium and, that's what it's all about, man. Like, I think that as creatives, man, it doesn't matter, like, you know, what your thing is, but, you know, if you're predisposed to be creative, then you should push yourselves in, in whatever direction. You, you can't just say, stay this complacent and, and, and think that everything's going to be okay. You're given a gift, man. Like, go with it, man. Like, see, see what you could do with it. And I'm trying to see what I could do with the thing that I was gifted with, which is writing some lyrics, man. And, and why not try to write a book? And why not succeed writing a book? And why not try to do all these other things that are attached to being creative and, and being friends with creatives, you know? And so there, there it is, you know? Awesome. And uh, what's your dog's name? I forgot your dog's name. I, I've well, seen you that, post on... that. That dog particularly is Ziggy, right? Ziggy, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I've had Marley, and uh, there's a reggae theme that goes along with it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so uh, the Inevitables, The um, I was just looking at the Kickstarter here. You've got 20, no, 10 days. 10 days to go from today. To go. What's that? 10 days to go. All right. So 10 days to go. I mean, your next goal is 35, right? Uh-huh. So, I mean, you're at 32. So, I mean, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for you that you guys can cross the finish line. I um, I backed it last night. Um, so, I'm, uh, I'm really excited to actually officially be a part of this. Um, we're... we're, we're almost we're what is it we're twenty three hundred dollars away from 35k yeah which i feel like is doable you know i feel like it's more than doable yeah 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 i think i think that the big rush will be towards the end right before it's over right 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 yeah so what i'm hoping is we could get to 35k because we have a bunch of other things that once 35k hits we have a bunch of other things that are very cool that we want to do as well so mm-hmm. uh hopefully we could get the 35 you know by the weekend and then have like four or five days to get to the end of it and try to get over the finish line to get and do as much cool things as possible right so so let's yeah let's talk about that uh very near future then so we've got 10 days to go um we we already talked about there's another single that's dropping um, Thursday, and I know Fort Lauderdale is only available currently on YouTube, right? On August 28th, Fort Lauderdale goes to all of the digital streaming platforms. So yes. You get it on Spotify and get it on Apple Music and whatever. Deezer, if that's your thing. I don't even know what it is. Deezer is, I, for the longest time, it always 
um i was like what the heck is it and i think it's more of like the european version of like yeah a, i think it's the russian version of the something podcast. yeah something like that because i think this podcast is on deezer if i'm not mistaken i'm gonna have to double check but i think it is <laughs> there's there's so many platforms that the podcast goes to and i can never keep a track of all of them you know um especially uh, but anyway yeah go ahead i was just gonna say so we have that on friday uh you know it goes also on Friday, which we haven't announced, but by the time this happens, people could look for it. Uh, we have a lyric video that Alternative Press is releasing Sweet. Uh, and premiering rather. Uh, that's on Friday as well uh, for Fort Lauderdale. Awesome. And, you know, there's there's a lot. You know, so the record officially comes out uh, the last Friday of October, right? So I forget what that is. October twentieth, I think maybe, but. Uh, uh, let's look good old uh smartphone here uh october uh the you said it's on a well, the 28th is a wednesday yeah it's so, not a, it's not the 20th so is it 31st then is it that friday 30 uh no the 30th is that's so the last october, friday of october, october 30th okay <laughs> last friday of, of october and I mean, honestly, some of these characters would be uh, make really good Halloween costumes. <laughs> yeah, that, that, there's, definitely fun, there's definitely fun stuff that's coming down the pipe, man. Like, you know, yeah. if you know what I do and how I've done it, like, there's there's fun and weird things happening uh, that are on the on the horizon line of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, what are I'm trying to think? What else do you want to promote about the the Kickstarter? Like any of the rewards that are right now, towards... right now the re rewards for Kickstarter, if we hit 35,000, it's getting the dub version of Fort Lauderdale onto a flexi disc, right? It's uh, also, uh, we'll do an animated video for one of the singles, probably the third single. Uh, and then uh, before that as well, it's anyone who bought vinyl, it's now colored vinyl. You know, okay. because we, awesome. we went through uh, one of the funding goals. Uh, other than that, man, like I have been surprised that we offered myself, Obi, and Alex. Uh, we offered, hey, you can write a song with all of us, and we can be here and help you sort of guide along. And I think my last look at it was two out of five. Someone bought, and they're the big ticket item, right? Mm-hmm. I was surprised no one like bit harder on it and went, fuck, like I could have these guys help if we're in a ska band and we could do like a co-write together and these guys could help. I was surprised that it didn't go and hasn't gone quicker. Yeah, because I'm look, well, yeah, there's two, there's two backers. You're right. So there's, you could still, three people could still get in on that if, uh, yeah. It hasn't I, I was, sold out by then. Honestly, if if I was still in, in an original band, uh, ska band, whatever, I would totally take advantage of that. That's what I <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, it doesn't get it doesn't get much better than that. To literally have a writing session with the three of you, that would be badass. And honestly, five hundred dollars for that. It would. Pay, I mean, th it that would. Spotify. <laughs> right. I was gonna say, like, that's not. Uh, that's not bad at all, really. It really isn't. That's pretty. That's pretty decent, especially considering there's, you know, 
there's three of you and it's not just you it's you've got you got three people you're adding to the the mix in the writing room there so um did someone and let's you've got the uh the ultimate collector literally gets everything i'm just looking at yeah wow that's amazing the You've ultimate got... collector, you know, it's you put it there, things like that, for like this hail mary of someone who's like has disposable income beyond, yeah, uh, to and... jump into it. I don't think anyone ever like, you know, gets that. I mean, yeah, you never they, know. You never do know, but yeah, uh, you, you put it in there for those people that want that can. To, you know, what could five thousand dollars get me? That's what it is, right? You know, like five thousand. Yeah. Like, yeah. Five thousand dollars get me. Oh, all this stuff! Wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Exactly. Um, and so I know you're on Instagram. Uh, we we are the Invincibles or the, the Inevitables. I'm sorry, the Inevitables. We are yeah. the Inevitables. Uh, there's also a Facebook page. I couldn't find a Twitter. I'm assuming there's no Twitter. Uh, the, the Twitter is uh, the Inevitables HQ. Okay, so it's a little different. I was wondering because I like I was searching and searching and I could not find yeah, Twitter. Some, someone's holding the the we are the inevitable. Oh, of course, yeah. there's 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 always that. Um, the book we mentioned six nineteen that's available. I know if you're not much of a reader but you listen to books, I know there's an audio book available on Google. Yeah. Um, let's see what what else. Uh, should we know about before i mean i'm excited to read the, the full-blown novel that'll be great yeah uh, tentatively titled god forgot about new jersey i was gonna say i was hoping there was new jersey and if if new jersey wasn't in the title i was gonna be kind of disapp <laughs> disappointed it's, it's all about uh growing up uh in the shadow of new york city in the mid 80s when i was just turning into a teenager and I had an older brother and my parents were getting divorced. So it's, uh, it, there's fiction obviously to it, uh, but it's all based on, on an autobiographical vibe. Right. It, it's all coming from, from mostly from your experience in life. So that'll be, and is that coming out later this year or you're, it's still, there's no it, it, date. It'll, it'll be, it'll be in, uh, 2020. Oh, well, okay. So, yeah, because I have uh, the, everything is is through the first edit, but it'll be a second. I have to. I have some fixes I have to do. Second edit will be in October, and then I don't think I'm going to self-publish this. I think I'm going to try to like find a publisher for it. So that might take a hot second. So we'll see. Yeah, that, but with your background, I would I would think someone would pick it up i don't i don't my expectation for the the gate door opening for mm -hmm. whatever is, is different you know um, yeah so we'll see yeah you know if i don't find anyone i have no problem self-publishing as well right yeah because i mean the the others did seem to do well that way <laughs> at least i'm assuming so yeah you know, i have no complaints over it i think that it was it was fun to do and it sold well and it's available wherever, you know, anytime, anywhere that you get your ebook, like whether it's Kindle or whether it's Apple books or whatever, uh, it's, it's available there, man. Audiobooks available as well. Right. At, it's not on audible yet, but it should be on audible. I think I mean, for, because of COVID 
uh, they had like this crazy amount of delay. So I think it, it should be on, uh, on Audible shortly. Yeah, I looked yesterday and I did not see it. So that's they, why I pointed out that it was on Google, yeah. but it wasn't on Audible yet. They, uh, Kobo and uh, Audible, they have like a three-month delay on uploads because of people are working from home and, and the, just the machine isn't working at the speed that it usually is. So yeah. it could be up there. It's in queue, so it'll be up there. Okay, cool. That's good to know because I was kind of I was surprised that I couldn't find it. Right. I digest most written books is just have have some you know headphones on and go about my day and and have it. Right. Uh, you know, I, I I would never have gone and read. I think Shoe Dog. Uh, right. It was the story of the the founder of Nike. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a, a friend of mine was like, hey, do me a favor, like get, you know, get Shoe Dog and and have it uh, one and a half times the speed. And it'll keep you like right there pinned. And it's an interesting story, but the speed of it's a bit slow. But if you have that, that one and a half speed, you got it, and goddamn, he was right. It, it, like, <laughs> it, it really had me at the moment of like, yeah, this is a great story of someone who just had an idea, never gave up on the idea, and did. It was having that idea by any means necessary to be successful, and mm -hmm. it was a great story. Kind of a weird company, just in some like business practices sense, but the story of it from inception to to modern Nike was. Right there, man. It was it was it was a good listen. Yeah. Now know. I now you're wanting now I want to listen to it because <laughs> yeah, it, it is it is an amazing story about how you know it's kind of like Apple Apple the same way like he, Steve Jobs started in a garage right and then became this you know ginormous machine. Yeah. If, if you if you are an audible person, right? Uh, Two get through just hit, hit that that. Speed, bump the speed up a little yeah. bit. I've never times. done that on an audio book before. <laughs> it, it makes it makes sometimes for drier material, uh -huh. and uh, it makes things much better. So, <laughs> all right, all right, one yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do that now and and see uh, see what I think of that. Yeah, let me know how you like it. <laughs> I will. I definitely will. So, Vinny uh, Ferrello. Thank you so much for your time today, man. I, I truly appreciate it. Um, the Inevitables, back them on Kickstarter. If it's too late by the time you're listening to this podcast, then I'm sure it'll be available for purchase that you can still or even stream it. But it's always better to buy, obviously. It will, so. it will be available beyond the, the Kickstarter ending, right? right. But without the perks and things like that. So. Right. Okay, cool. Any anything else you want to mention just, before we go? I, I, I hit on it a little bit, but I'll say it again. Just thanks to everyone for the support, man. Thank you for having me on. Number one, uh, thanks for giving a shit, man. Like, of course, in, in a world in a world of people who don't give a shit, it's good to run into people who care about stuff and who want to put things and create things into the world that are fun and interesting and 
those are the people that I like, man. And those are people that I want more of. So thanks to everybody, man, for the support. Thanks to the creatives that are out there, man, doing it and, and, and making beautiful things and making interesting things. So uh, this 2020 is a weird time, man. It's not going to get any better for a little bit. And it's good to have positive things. And, and you have to look for them sometimes. When all this negative shit's coming at you at a thousand miles an hour, you really have to search for the positive light and, and really embrace it, man, and be open to embracing it. Negativity, man, it, it's it's infectious, you know? So, That's for damn sure. So uh, at the end of this, man, it's just look for, look for some light, man, because it's out there. You just have to, to grab onto it. I I could not agree more, man. That's that's what I always try to do is just digest the positive stuff, and I try not to put out the negative stuff, especially on social media, because there's already so much of it already. Yeah. So I try not to participate in that. Even though the other day, I was so tempted to post <laughs> post something along the lines of face masks, because you know, yeah, you know, but it, it, but it, anyway, yeah, man, it'll, it'll all wash out sooner or later. Yeah. It, like you said, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna come to an end. We still got you know some time to go, but it, it'll all come to an end eventually. Yeah, it will, so. and, and hopefully it'll be a good end, not the ending. End. Yes, <laughs> yes. Hopefully, yeah, exactly. In the meantime, we've got the inevitables to uh, to hold us over. Inevitables, man. It's it's a story about nobodies trying to save the world from its demise. So. And it's a perfect time for it. Really? It really is. All right, Vinny. Well, you take good care and uh, can't wait to read and uh, listen to the um, the comic. And we'll obviously listen to the album. So Awesome, man. Thanks so much for having me. Yep. Thank you. Good, brother. Yep. Take care. Bye, right man. It was such an honor to have Vinny Fiorello on the podcast today. Thank you so much again for your time, Vinny. And if you're listening to this before September 2nd and you want to back the Inevitables Kickstarter, please go ahead and do so. If you just go to kickstarter.com and you type in the Inevitables, it'll pop up and you'll see all the different uh, tiers or the different pledges, my bad, the different uh, pledges. I mean, the, the cheapest one is 10 bucks, which I don't have a lot of money right now to give, so that's the one I did. And, um, I mean, it's, it's better than nothing. I'm just excited to be a, a tiny part in this project. But the rewards are incredible. There's so many great-looking T-shirts, the vinyl, so many cool reward tiers. Uh, there's guitar picks. You just go take a look at it yourself go to kickstarter.com and as uh, Vinny said we are the inevitables on instagram if you just type in the inevitables on facebook that'll pop up and the inevitables hq for twitter that's going to wrap things up for me i'm jacques lamour your host for pop punk and pizza i am truly grateful to have you here today Thank you for downloading this podcast. This, If this is your first time listening to the show, I encourage you to go back and find another episode that you would uh, possibly like. There's so many of them at this point, and I plan to keep putting out more and more and more as, as long as the support is there. So if you get a chance, you want to support the podcast, just go to bangerangradio.com forward slash merch and buy something from our store. 
and use that promo code POPPUNK to get $2 off your order. Or if you just want to drop a couple bucks or whatever type of donation it is, you can go to paypal.me forward slash poppunkpizzapod. If you can't do that, that is totally cool. All I ask is that you just drop us a positive review and a rate, a positive rating wherever it is that you listen to this podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, any of those platforms, drop us a positive review. Follow us on social media at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. That's for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll keep you up to date on upcoming episodes. I'm on Twitter at OnAirWithJL. And if you want to uh, have your music played on the show or you want to try to possibly get an interview on the show, whether you're an artist, a publicist, a manager, whoever you are, you can email me at bangerangradio at gmail.com and send me links, obviously, to your EPKs, your press pages, uh, links to your music, all that fun stuff. Just give me as much information about your band as possible, and we'll see if we can set something up. I will talk to you here in just a couple days because I am not, I, I didn't really, like, officially announce this, but my goal is to put out two episodes a week now just because... I've, there's so many exciting people that I want to talk to on this podcast, and once a week just isn't enough. So we're uh, we're up to uh, doing two episodes a week. So I'm not sure when the, the next episode is going to drop this week, but I will announce that on our social media pages. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Remember to keep those thoughts positive, because what we think we become. Take care, and talk to you soon. Hey, hello, it's nice to